1: that you definitely didn't ask to be invited on, in the hopes that you too would like
0: to be Average, average girls, average and only yeah. average and only yeah. yeah. Hey party people and welcome oh, to our, our new setup. Our new setup again. Um, this is the second time I've moved in three months, so everything is... So alarming. fun. But this is a, a lot nicer of a setup if you can't already tell if you're watching. Then you will notice. No numbers. more
1: wood paneled no walls. No more wood
0: paneling. It's so nice. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Anyways, Maddie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic.
1: We just went to Ruthie's wedding, and we love her and Brian, yes. and it was in Mississippi, and that was fun. But mm-hmm. we did miss last week, so yes, we're back.
0: Sorry. Sorry. Um. Okay, we do have a hot take again Emerson just really is good at hot take, so we're letting her handle it again. Em, would you like to pop in, say hello?
2: Hello. (laughs) Sorry, I'm eating hot fries.
0: Um, Um, Typical. Yep. What? Ooh, and you smell like hot fries. Sorry. That's okay. I have barbecue sauce on
1: my face. Still. Oh, you didn't get it it off. off. I got it. There you go. Oh, Oh. it's crusty. Yeah, it dried, so it was easy to like off. When there's a
0: crust on your face, you leave (laughs) it.
2: <laughs> okay. do you okay. want it take it I'm away okay. okay all right so today um the hot take is would you oh, well not really would you rather but if you were given the opportunity to up and just gone girl your life now you don't have to do any of the stuff that she did
1: but let you. you don't.
2: well i mean i you want you're talking to.
1: about disappearing
2: yeah you just disappear you just up and disappear and no one ever finds you, and nobody – like, but you're safe. You did this on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were given, like, a million dollars at the end of it.
0: At it the end of it, it was at the, the end, end of it, it. I like, die.
2: No, no. You're not dead. You're alive. You uh, uproot your life, and you go – Not a million dollars. That's not enough. You get unlimited money for the rest Whoa. of your life. But all of the people you love and all your friends are gone. But mm-hmm. you can make a new life for yourself, and you can meet people and meet new friends and –
1: So basically, would you drop off the grid for money?
2: Yeah. Like, would there be enough
1: money to drop off the grid?
2: No. There's no number?
0: You just gave
1: me an unlimited number.
2: I know. But, like, there's – well, I guess then there's not enough. No. You love your family.
1: I do. Would you, Emerson? Emerson? Emerson?
2: Um, No. I don't think
1: so. Are you saying that because it's the right answer or because that's what you mean?
2: No, it's what I mean. There's She's afraid like-
1: her brother might listen to this.
2: Sorry, Ian. Um, he's, there's Zane, no there.
1: shot he's listening to I
2: this. don't know my sister-in-law listens. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure so. I Love you guys.
1: Um, <laughs> Sorry, <well>. Ian. Maybe <laughs> enough, depending. There,
2: there might be enough. For Zane, there's enough.
0: There's, there's enough money. There's enough. Okay, okay. So we have a favorite. Um, mm, happens. But I don't know. I would-, I would like
2: disappear for a year and you can come back. Oh. And, like a certain amount of money.
1: Okay, yeah,
2: I would not do that. Yeah. Not unlimited, but, like, you get $200,000. Oh, I'd do that. For,
1: life. for a year? hmm
2: Why? But they don't know what happened to you. They're just left wondering. Oh,
1: that's sad. My mom would be very sad. I wouldn't do it simply because there's no appeal to me.
2: Yeah.
1: Of going off the grid. Yeah. Like, sure, I want more money than I have now, but I'm not, like, desperate for it. If I was <laughs> desperate for money in my situation now, maybe that would be a motivation.
2: True. But –
1: and I don't make that much, but I'm okay. <laughs> um, but no, for what?
2: You also have a Corey Haley. Is it worth it? Oh, not
1: to out you. But even if Corey wasn't in the picture, that honestly is is. Even more of a reason for me not to. Well, yeah, that's what she's saying.
0: Like, yeah, no, I don't no. Have no I'm
1: saying without Corey involved. Like that's even more of a reason. Cause then I already have nobody. Why would I want to be alone with nobody? Then that just takes the opportunity away from having somebody.
2: You can meet somebody where you're yeah, not. What if you meet
1: someone? I guess so. I don't know. I don't like it. Well, yeah. I mean, no one I, I don't
0: think I would necessarily like it either, but would it be worth it? And I'm gonna I'm gonna say for the rest of my life, no. For a year, maybe. No, not if they don't get to know that I'm I'm gone.
2: That I'm I, not dead.
1: The idea of starting over with anyone sounds awful. Like friendships, even not just. Like I guess that's my person. I don't really want to start over. Like I think the I like w- my life. The one thing that I seek out and that like the biggest thing in my life that I love is knowing people and also feeling known. So mm-hmm. if I take away the one thing that I, like, actually look for and seek out, what am I doing? Yeah. For me. No, I agree. But. I'm with that. I don't Emerson's know believe it's That's a great question, though. Emerson, have a good night. I. I do feel like for a lot of people, um, money would totally be enough. And not to say that like my answer is above money, because I that's just how my brain works. Like if you would take the money, like all power to you, I don't really care. Yeah. I just I think a lot of people like the money would be it. They'd be like, Oh yeah, I disappear for sure for here's,
0: 50,0. Here's what I'm sp- thinking about.
1: I shaved my legs earlier. Uh, okay. And
0: it, right now for some reason I feel like I have an itch all over my body that I can't get to. Like, I'm scratching the part that's itchy, but I can't find it. And this pertains to the hot take? How? No, it doesn't.
1: Oh, you just wanted to tell me that? I just felt the need to clarify why I'm attacking my legs. It's okay. Anybody listening? Well, no, but I, I just that. felt like sharing. Like, I oh. felt like people
0: might understand.
1: Oh, okay. Not just for you. It's more like for everyone. Okay, yeah. I do hate the itch you can't satisfy.
0: Yeah. In, in, a, in a physical sense and in a emotional sense mm-hmm.
1: and dare I say a spiritual sense a metaphorical sense
0: oh my god my legs look at this look at I'm just attacking myself
1: yeah it'll be okay I don't am not sure that it will um I don't know anyways
0: I didn't miss recording we haven't recorded in a while because we had the whole moving situation
1: well we recorded a few like back to back to back so we had like a yeah. few weeks set up mm-hmm. which was really nice but then yeah we we got busy missed last week um but it feels good to be back yeah i hate the way that i said Um, that but i was being dramatic on purpose
0: moving um again people have asked already didn't you already just move the answer is yes
1: yes.
0: um long story short now that we're out of the house i feel like it's uh shareable we um our house was infested with termites and worms and possums
1: yeah, and I had so. really bad electrical issues. Like, mm-hmm. if you close the front door too hard, all the lights in the house would turn on. It was paradise, but it was paradise, really. Yeah,
0: it was paradise, but you know, you can't. I was so happy. I just couldn't live like that forever. I needed a little more right. challenge. Right. So I moved to a place with a kitchen island, you know? Oh, our neighbors are loud, though. I guess that's a downside. I don't know if that's well.
1: I, you know, at, as long as they're human and your neighbors aren't possums right, anymore, I think it's an right. upgrade.
0: They did catch seven possums under the house. Um, in case anyone's wondering, the exact number. What did you guys name them? Oh, they're named after all of the characters of Hamilton. So the first one that we had was Theodosia, um, and then Classic. after that we had. Um, oh God, who came next?
1: Was it, it Eliza?
0: No. Well, I don't think we ever had Eliza. We had a Mariah what? Reynolds. We had an Aaron Sir, We had a Hercules Mulligan.
1: Yes. We
0: had, oh, Peggy. Um, I don't think there was anybody else. Okay. I don't know. There was a couple. But anyways, yeah. So that was our little adventure. But now we've moved into a really nice place that we like a lot.
1: It's and, awesome. Yeah. The address so is, I'm no. just kidding. Oh,
0: clearly, these listeners, you never know. Um. Okay. Anywho, so are you ready for some crime? Yeah. We also just FYI, there's gonna we're gonna record at some point in this next week a table talk that Maddie doesn't know about that I am very excited about. So stay tuned for next week because it's gonna be a very um, and I am interesting scared. One. Well, we normally don't do table talks that you don't know anything about. Normally the table talks we talk about ahead of time, but I like yeah. always present her with cases she doesn't know. But this is a table talk you don't know about either because I just want your – I'm going to – okay, in fairness, parts of it I'm not going to know either. Oh. I like a good teaser, you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anywho. So the I asked Maddie today if she wanted a case from the 1940s or if she wanted a case from um, – a case that's still going on right now. That's a trial. Actually, the trial is only backed up because of COVID. So. Um, nice. it's a waiting trial at the moment i think it's probably once the trial goes on i think it's gonna become a bigger thing
2: okay um, like it's kind of a resurfaces. bigger thing now yeah
0: they just made a podcast about it i think it's a dateline podcast but i haven't listened to it yet because it's like brand new i don't even think they have episodes out yet they just have like the trailer uh-huh. but it's called like i think it's called like mommy doomsday or something
1: like oh, weird so this, it's all about moms
0: not all about moms but about one mom in particular Oh, it's, it's just
1: about one the, singular mom.
0: Yes, they call it the 2020 version of Casey Anthony. Oh, I thought it was going to be a podcast about like all mom, like family no.
1: annihilator, like killer. I'm like sure that's crime. what it was.
0: Hold on, let me. I'm going to find the name of it because it's going to bother me. Um, yeah, okay. no, it's not a bunch of them. It's just this one. Yep, Mommy Doomsday. It's on NBC News, not Dateline. Or Dateline is NBC. Dateline NBC. Whatever. I don't care. Okay, they know. do have the podcast episodes up now. So. Um, you could, you know, start listening to those if you're feeling crazy, but, um, yeah, it's the disappearance of Lori Vallow's two children from Rexburg, Idaho in September of 2019 is when this all begins. Oh, mm-hmm. it's like very, kind. yeah. It's like still going on. Like they still really don't know pretty much anything. So this is like, oh, it's like another beautiful mom who, but this one is weirder because there's also a religious element and there's also multiple people that died. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So most of this information I got from a documentary called The Doomsday Couple. Um, But I also, like, got lost in a rabbit hole of this whole thing because it's super interesting and very – There's a lot of people in it, though, so it's a little bit confusing, but I'll try to clarify. Anyways.
2: Okay.
0: Rexburg, Idaho is 90 minutes from Yellowstone, but it's a super small town, and it's a Mormon community. So, like, no other people go there because it's (laughs) just a little Mormon community. So – uh, November 2019, there are headlines that two children from Rex- Rexburg are missing from their typical Mormon family in town. 16-year-old Tylee Ryan is missing and 7-year-old J.J. Vatlow. Um, they haven't been seen in weeks at this point, which is also very similar to the Casey and Kaylee Anthony case that Kaylee hadn't been seen for yeah. weeks. And the mother, again, was not the one who reported the missing. Oh, The ones gosh. that actually reported the missing were J.J.'s uh, grandparents. So those aren't Tylee's grandparents; they're just JJ's different dads. Yes, um, but whenever the attention was drawn, oh my God, drawn to JJ being gone, people realized that Tylee also hadn't been seen either. Um, now JJ has autism, but he's very smart. Um, but he's in a high, he's in a special school because he's really high functioning. Okay, um, they're super close. The grandparents were super close with JJ because they lived with him for the first year of his life. Um, after he was adopted, which is kind of confusing. I don't really understand all of the context of that. But,
1: they, but we'll kind
0: of get into that. They a little lived more. with
1: his adopted family.
0: No, like the so Lori and Charles Vallo. This is Charles Vallo's parents. Okay. And they they're married. They adopt JJ. Yeah. And then, but then for some reason, Charles's parents raise him for the first year. Like they're just around a lot. But, like, actually raised him. Like, Uh. lived in their house. I don't know why.
2: Okay. Interesting. I don't know.
0: Um, Anyway, so Charles Vallow um, dies in 2019 in July, which we're going to come back around to. Mm -hmm. Um, And so after he dies, Lori has a falling out with Charles' parents and decides that she's just going to cut them off. And she's really petty about it. And she says the grandparents aren't going to get to see J.J. at all, even though they were super close with him. Um, The fallout was over. There's a bug. Oh, my God. The fallout was over a million dollars. Yeah. Um, now, before Charles's death, he had secretly switched over his life insurance policy from Lori to his sister, Kay, without telling anybody. Oh. And so she was under the impression that when he died, she was going to get a million dollars from his life insurance policy that they'd had. They'd had that life insurance policy for forever. But then she never got it. And so this was, like, news to her whenever he died. And she was pissed. And she was like, if you guys don't give me that money to help raise this baby – or, you know, these kids, because she has two kids, then peace, I'm out of here. And um, they said, okay, well, we're not giving you the money. And so she left. Um, now, they live in Arizona at the time. Like, the whole family lives in Arizona. And so she picks up and she moves them. And they have no idea where Lori goes at this point. Oh, gosh. And remember, this is July of 2019. Um, uh, And then there's more pieces we're going to kind of, like, go back to that relate to that. So the police are able to track her down after uh, Charles Vallow's parents go and report it to their local police. And they are finally able to track her down in Idaho.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, When they get there, there are no kids there, but Lori is with her brother, Alex Cox. Now they live in a big apartment complex. And in that same apartment complex next door, they also have a niece, Melanie, who also left her kids behind in Arizona. Um, and they don't know at this point where the kids are, if they're in Arizona, if they came with her to Idaho, they just know that no one's seen them. Okay. Um, in Arizona, I mean, so, um, uh, police meet with Lori to talk about their concerns from Arizona. So they call her into the station in Idaho. She tells them that JJ is with a friend in Arizona, who's a woman by the name of Melanie Gibb, which we're going to come back to. Doesn't exist. Well, maybe she does. Okay. That was just my guess. Okay. Um,
1: she says Tylee is off at college. Do you Remember how old Tylee is? Yeah, I was just going to ask. I thought Tylee was a little girl. She's 16. Oh, 16. Okay. Mm-hmm. So either she's a genius or something's fishy. So in a something's police recording, fishy.
0: they're asking her questions about the kids, where they are, that kind of stuff, and how she got to Idaho. And she said, well, I'm here because one of my brothers is trying to kill me. Obviously not the one here with me. He's kind of my protector. My husband, we were married for 15 years and raised five kids together. He changed his life insurance policy to a sister who got a million dollars when we got nothing. And she's, like, really really friendly, like this pretty blonde woman, like really – I'll show you a picture of her in a minute. She's, like, very normal-seeming. Like, mm-hmm. you would have no idea. I'll show you a picture of her right now, actually, because I might as well. And I'll, we'll put this on our Instagram also so you can see. She's oh, very is that her husband next to her? Well, we're gonna we're gonna go back, don't you worry, to to show you. This is her. Okay, yeah, cute. Yeah, cute, normal. Sure. Sure. Um, so the police then meet a man by the name of Chad Daybell. And they're surprised to find out that Chad Daybell
1: is Lori's new husband. Oh. Mm-hmm. And her husband died how many months ago?
0: Um, at this point.
1: Like when they go to her, I think I want to say
0: it's like three months ago. I think that I think oh. it's about three months ago. We're gonna get to that, okay. but That's believe it or not, not thought. the craziest part of the story. Oh, okay. So, um, the day after the police question them, they decide they're gonna show up to the house with a search warrant because they couldn't provide any concrete answers as to where the kids are, and so they show up to the house with a search warrant. And when they get there, they find that the house is completely empty. None of their stuff is in there. <gasps> they moved out like in the middle of the night. Oh, so now they have no idea where they are at this point. JJ and Tylee are labeled missing persons. Lori's cell phone is shut off and Chad um, never answers any of the phone calls that the police um, call him. Yeah. So then they find out, of course, Tylee was never enrolled in any college. Mm -hmm. Um, Melanie confesses that despite lying in the beginning to cover for her friend, she never had JJ and her friend had just called her and said, I need you to tell them you had JJ. I'll answer your questions later. And then Lori turned her phone off. And so now Melanie's like, wait, what? And yeah, it's like I don't.
1: Which, like, if you called me and told me, like, hey, I need you to like tell someone I was at my house when I wasn't, I'd be like, okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm like. I would, but I also, I think I would need more questions. More questions of mine
0: answered right. before. Well, I would need more questions before I told the police. If you were just telling me to tell a random that,
1: maybe. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. But I think I'd be like, if you don't, if the police ask me, I'm telling them the truth, unless you give me, like, you need to give me a little more context if I'm lying to the police.
1: Yes, I
0: agree with that. But I don't know. Maybe. Well, here, and we'll get into a little more of the reason as to why she might not have questioned Lori's judgment on that one. So, um, months go by at this point. No one knows where they are at this point, any of them. And that's like all the kids and also Lori. Now, Lori has other kids, at, which we're going to talk about in a second, who she has also cut off communication with. They have no idea where she is. So JJ's grandparents are working really hard to keep the story alive in order to find both of the kids. Um, one of her other kids, Lori's, is a um, man named Colby Ryan, and he's like an adult. <laughs> and he um, hasn't talked to his mom. He ends up posting an emotional plea on YouTube to his mom, trying to like get a hold of her. And Weird. they're saying like, mom, please, it's time to do the right thing. I don't want anything bad to happen to any of you. I like, I miss my siblings. I want to know what happened. I want to know what's going on. Please like do Weird. like what's going on. So let's back up to Lori Vallow. Lori has been married five times. Colby's dad is her third marriage. Um, and then after that came Charles Vallow. And now it's, Chad Dav. So Joseph Ryan, Colby's dad, had died in 2018, years after their divorce. So Colby and Tyler are full siblings. Colby and Tyler. Okay. Um, when Charles came into the picture, he had helped to raise Colby and Tyler as his own, and then they adopted JJ. So then it was like the three of them and then two older siblings, I'm assuming, who they don't like don't talk about at all. About them at all. Mm-hmm. Um and I just am assuming they didn't make any comment. And then yeah, so it's Colby, Tyler, JJ, all being raised by Charles and Lori. Um, tips start coming in that there are sightings of Lori and her husband, Chad in Hawaii, which makes sense because for a few years, Charles, Lori, JJ, and Tylee had lived in Kauai. Um, They like lived on there for a couple years before they went back to Arizona. So they end up being officially located in Hawaii. Um, And they're taken into the police and Idaho police are trying to figure out how to get Lori extradited back there to like figure out where these kids are and what the heck is going on. They managed to get her on a child protection order Um, And they Rexburg police basically say she has to be back with the kids within five days to not be arrested. And of course she doesn't do that. And she ends up being arrested by Hawaiian police and flown back to Idaho.
2: Whoa!
0: She arrives in court. Bail is set at 5 million. She's not talking. She's not saying a word about anything that's going on. Taken back to, Oh, she's taken back to Idaho. I already said that Um, Colby is trying to
1: speak with her to see if he can convince her to confess, but she won't speak with him. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. When, Say she, like, murdered them or whatever. I don't know if we get to that point mm-hmm. or if she admits it or whatever. Say, like, she murdered them. When she talks to her lawyer, mm-hmm. she doesn't say, I murdered them. We need to hide this. She basically – She can? She can. Mm-hmm. I thought that – okay. But then – the lawyer just completely throws out ethics at that point. Mm -hmm. That's why defense lawyers are said to be so slimy because they can
0: like, you can tell them like, yeah, and I need you to figure out a way to get me out of this. And that's why some are going to Simply
1: because you're paying them a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Or like you take, they'll try to get you to take a plea deal or they'll try to like. I just didn't know if like people like that, like if she did kill her kids, if she could even admit that or if that in and of itself as like a no, no. And like, he's basing all of his arguments off the fact that he trusts her, that she didn't do it.
0: I don't, you know what? Now that we're saying this, I, I'm not even entirely sure. I don't know. Can you admit you killed someone to, this shouldn't be on my work to a lawyer, a defense lawyer. I don't really know. I'm so interested. Yes. Your lawyer um, has an ethical duty to protect information you provide in confidence. A lawyer who turns his client over to the police for a murder, confess with any attorney, client privilege should would be disbarred.
1: Okay, so it's not like counseling where like everything's confidential unless it involves you harming yourself or someone else. <laughs>
0: Um, I think that might even depend on the state because not in every
1: state, not everybody's a mandated reporter for that. Florida, you're right. Mm -hmm. Okay. I guess I just only knew that for Florida then. I thought that was nationwide.
0: Uh, I don't think so. Or at least I've always been told, it's always been phrased to me like in Florida, we're all mandated reporters. I don't think it was that way in Pennsylvania.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that, but yeah. So weird. You can tell them Mm -hmm. and like, you're just lying together to Mm -hmm. like. Make it... And that's what
0: I'm saying. Like, you're talking about the case of, of dead kids, potentially. Right. Like, how do you,
1: as a lawyer, say, like, mm, Yeah. I'm, nah. Like, I'm willing to lie about this. Like, I don't know. I feel like you have to... I'm saying this with a grain of salt because I'm not saying all defense lawyers are, like, bad or that they've lied. But I feel like it's it would be, like, a weird pride thing of, like, oh, yeah, I can get anyone to believe me because I'm that good. To be... Like, in that mindset to say that, like, oh, I can convince the judge and jury Mm -hmm. that, like, this woman didn't do it because I'm... Yeah, just because I'm good at what I do. Yeah. Like, I feel like there has to be a complex like that. Have
0: you ever met a defense attorney? No. Ugh. I've never met one I liked. Oh, really? Slimy. Very slimy. I've never met... Very manipulative. An
1: attorney at all, I don't think. No? I don't think I've ever met an attorney or a lawyer or anybody. And if I did, I didn't know you were one. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Is your defense attorney listening to this? I'm sorry to this
0: man. Or woman.
1: It's International Women's Day. Oh. Oh. I was kind of quoting the Kiki Palmer thing. What is that? You know how she's talking. Somebody asks her who this guy is. And she says this whole line. It's so funny. Wait, I have something to show you while we're sitting here. I have no idea what you're talking about. Right now. I'll pull it up while you're doing that.
0: Um, I So Emerson and I have been wanting to get like a little collage for our fridge of like stupid memes. Um, we've been wanting to do that for forever. But now that we have a new place. We really want to do
1: it. I printed out a couple today. If you would like to take a look. Okay. It says, I keep attracting dudes who always be fighting demons. God, if I'm an exorcist, just say that. Um, The gang's all here. Body dysmorphia, substance abuse, mood swings, daddy issues, and fear of being alone. Hey, (laughs) I like your personality. Thanks. It's a disorder. I thought that was so funny. And then it's Sally important. Doing the handguns. (laughs) Woman sniffling. You are all so ugly. (laughs) It's Naomi Campbell. Yeah, I know, but I guess they needed to see that. Mm, Okay. I mean, it's still Mm -hmm. okay. And then it's a woman hugging a woman and it says me. And then the person hugging the other person is also me. (laughs) Yeah. I have it hanging in my office. Um, Then Jessica Day, now that we're naming everybody Mm -hmm. otherwise known as a woman who says, I just wanted to listen to Taylor Swift alone. Mm -hmm. Then we have a man saying, do you think that making me cry is cool?
0: Is that meme from Michael Scott? That's like, do you think that what's his thing? I forget what he says. Do you think that something is cool? Oh, uh-huh. do you think drugs are cool or something like that, I think is what he says. Oh, yeah. But I it just remember. says making me cry instead.
1: Then it is this one that says, well, ugly. Um, never felt that. Never been through that. Mm-mm. I haven't. <laughs> Actually, Some I have. Then it's a large man picking up a large rock, and it says, above the large man, eight-year-old feminist me. Then the large rock is way too many chairs. Then there's a man in the back teacher asking for strong boys to help clear up. Maybe Memes are very hard to explain. They are. That's really not. I don't know how funny that's going to translate. to. This. Uh, no, it won't. Not, yeah. not at all. So this has been fun. Yeah. Um, anyhow, let's get back to murdered kids. Shall we? Wait, this is what Kiki Palmer said. Oh God. <laughs> she was supposed to identify prominent politicians. And she says, I hate to say it. I hope this doesn't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. I mean, he oh. could be walking down the street and I wouldn't know a thing. Oh, Sorry that's to this man.
2: Yes. I didn't know that's what
1: that was from. Yes. But I don't remember who it was about. Anyway. Anywho. Sorry to this man. Sorry to this man. Okay. <clears throat> oh, Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Cheney. You know who that is?
0: He was the U.S. vice president. You're reading that. Yep. I was hoping that you were just going to do the Kiki Palmer reference. I wasn't actually quizzing you, but dang. I do Missed can, opportunity. Yeah, we can get on the same page next time. We'll practice that. Probably not. This is a very scripted show. So, <laughs> I um, anyways, so uh, this is in March 2020. At this point, that
1: this is happening. Whoa! Mm-hmm. I didn't even know stuff like this still happened. Oh God, we have this conversation once every time where you're shocked that people. Like, get it like back in the day when there's not that great like footage or DNA testing or things like that. But it's like, how do people think they're gonna get away with stuff in 2020? That's just plain crazy.
0: Um, sorry, there's a I have bug bites, I think. Okay, anyways, I just am falling apart. Okay. So she's awaiting the trial for the disappearance of her children. There's also another investigation that's going on because they find that Lori Vallow is actually leaving a trail of dead people in her wake. So her husband's Including two dead husbands, but not limited to. Not limited to. Um, So now in Arizona, Chandler police are suspicious of the death of Charles Fallow. So Alex Cox, remember, is Lori's brother. And he had called police in July 2019, shortly before Charles died, to tell them that he had just shot and killed. Oh, wait, not shortly before he died. This is how he died. Oh, Um, that he had shot and killed his brother in law in self-defense. Charles Vallow is dead in the living room of the home that they rented. He said that Charles came after him with a baseball bat. Um, And this is a story that Alex tells, obviously. Um, Charles and Laura had started fighting. Tylee, the 16-year-old, had brought out a bat to defend Lori from Charles. He snatched it from her, and then Charles came after Alex. He then hit him in the back of the head. Alex went up to the spare room that he was staying in, grabbed his gun that he had with him. Then Lori and Tylee... show up to the scene and there's body cam footage of them like talking with the police because now
1: Charles is dead.
0: So Lori's interviewed by police and there's body cam footage, like I said, and it's weird because they're all freaky calm, but Lori's like giggling. Her husband has just been shot. Her husband of 15 years that she has two kids with, or I guess she only has an adopted kid with him one, but the other ones he like raised her other kids.
1: Yeah. So what happened to the first husband?
0: Um, he died of a, I think, like a heart attack. I'm pretty sure his, his was natural causes. Um, then I think she just divorced the first one. I'm pretty sure. But oh, this is the third. I saw. This is the third. Yes. Um, so basically, she's saying in it that like this makes sense. That like yes, they had been into a fight, and she completely backs up Alex's story. But Charles's parents don't buy it at all, which I guess you would take with a grain of salt because it's his parents. But. They are insisting that it's a murder for hire, Um, Mm. but Lori, Lori doesn't know at the time that she's not the beneficiary of the life insurance policy. So she had something to gain from him dying, not knowing that she had nothing to actually gain. Right. So here's another twist to the story, and this is where it becomes very plainly obvious. Lori is not Chad Daybell's first wife. He was married before Lori to a woman named Tammy Daybell. Who mysteriously dies in her sleep at age 49. Mysteriously? Mysteriously. Or not so
1: mysteriously.
0: What you tell me? She's a runner. She's healthy. She's doing healthy. completely. Is that how I said it?
1: No. Oh, That's okay. how some people say it, though. How do they say it? Oh, she's healthy. Never healthy. Knew. Yeah. And they say, thank you, God. We uh, thank you, God. Are you just speaking in weird ways that people have said prayers? Yeah. Keep us healthy. healthy. <laughs> Dear Lord, keep us healthy. We thank we thank you, God. Thank you. Have you ever heard somebody unironically
0: say diabetes? Because I have. Unironically? Yeah, like they weren't yeah. kidding.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I never knew what that meant. I, unironically? Yeah. You do something ironically or you do it unironically? No, it makes sense when you put it that way, but like okay. I just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Okay. Yes, I have heard people say diabetes, though. And they weren't kidding. Yeah, same with um, blueberry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've, n- I've never
0: heard anyone do that. Really?
1: Blueberry? Yeah, no, i never heard anyone do that. Uh, what about uh,
0: Thursday? There's- yeah, no, yeah. I've heard Thursday, Peekly. Friday. <laughs> and what's another one? Mm, I don't know, but you're kind of good at this.
1: I know, I used to have a running list. Me and Maddie Long used to like... Keep a list in our brains. One time Maddie told me we were out with like a bunch of people and Maddie just leaned over to me and told me,
0: hey, you know, I'm really good at just listing off random things that aren't related to each other. And I was like, yeah, I'd do it. And I still remember you going gravel, Nike socks. And there's something else. I don't remember the other ones. So you don't really remember. They were just unrelated completely. But that was like her secret talent. Leotard. Uh Uh-huh. Unicycle. Yep.
1: Dirty sock. (laughs) I don't know why I thought of that. Ah, It wasn't even good do another one. q-tip uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> frog yeah this isn't impressive like stuff like this no you, i know that's what's funny you're like it. hyping me up yeah. like yeah. do it again do it again <laughs> i'm just saying like stupid stuff that requires nothing but an a blank brain <laughs> do it again another one i don't want you please no. just one more one more no one more no
0: this one! I said no. That's a complete sentence. Oh my god. We just got into a fight earlier because Maddie never takes my nose seriously whenever I tell her something. <laughs> but it's Such funny. as I don't want to watch the Jonas Brothers documentary. I don't want to smell her fart. I don't want to... <laughs> well, that one's not really
1: in your control, is it? Well, no, but you would
0: say like just
1: smell it and I'm not mad. That <laughs> that's fair. Ugh, I'm disgusting, I know. She's disgusting and
0: I don't think farts are funny so we're really... I don't know. Do you ever think this friendship's too hard? no
1: oh full sentence you gotta wait you can't use it I am just saying it every time I say no no okay talk about the Lori girl we gotta stop doing this okay
0: so here's the thing so Chad and his wife are really big in the LDS church
1: which is the Mormon church latter-day saints good job you're so smart it's not funny okay <laughs> <laughs> um <sighs>
0: They're really big names in the church and they own a publishing company that publishes Mormon books, which I wouldn't think is that profitable, but evidently, I mean, the Mormon church is pretty big, so. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of picky, you know? Like, only Mormon books. Well, it's like Christian books. I guess it's true, but I mean, the Mormon, I mean, Christian books is bigger than, like, Mormon books. Mormon's, like, more select. Okay. Okay. I don't know why we're
1: fighting. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, so his a lot of his books that he publishes, because he's a writer, um, are about the end of times and spiritual enlightenment. And this is how he ends up meeting uh, Lori Vallow. At least through, she's reading some of his books, which we're going to get to a little bit in a second. So um, uh, Chad talks a lot about his past visions. He gets a vision that he tells his friend, Julie, um, that he says in it his wife dies. And this was months before anything actually happens to her.
1: Yeah, she dies
0: because I kill her. She's like, isn't that so weird? I guess I have to make it happen, you know? <laughs> um, okay, so anyways, Chad ends up declining an autopsy at the time of Tammy's death, which is weird because she is 49, so why would, wouldn't you want to know what happened to her? Mm-hmm. At the funeral, he was very overly spiritual about how Tammy was still visiting him and telling him what to do, um, and he was really trying to like see the silver lining in like, what he felt like God was making out of this, which is just odd. Uh, like, yes, he's a very spiritual guy, but, like, after your wife mysteriously dies, like, kind of right. weird. Right. Uh, apparently, he was upbeat at the funeral, and he didn't stay the whole time. He left halfway through. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Ten days after her death is whenever he marries Lori Vala on a beach in Hawaii. Okay. Ten days. Yeah. Um. Now, here's the other thing. Lori uses her deceased husband's Amazon account to get matching wedding rings 17 days before Tammy dies. What? She's not even dead yet. oh so clearly they had an affair going on for like a bit before that so the birth of this weird relationship happens at a religious conference because chad is a featured speaker and he's basically like selling his new books about the end of times and he's talking about his vision his visions and he's visions visions and he's considered a mormon celebrity very specific breed of celebrity um he Publishes his one of his books is about his two near death experiences and the visions that he gets since then. And Lori reads his books and she's super inspired by this, and they have an instant connection. And they would see each other to go get coffee and talk about religion and the end of days, as most people do on a date, you Mm -hmm. know? Right. Um, But this is in 2018. So this is before her husband dies and his wife dies. They are in a podcast together on December 2018 <gasps> that you I can, can s- listen to. I actually don't know. I didn't try to listen to it. I'm assuming it might not be up anymore. I want to look at it. Um, but at this point, they're, it's so technically platonic. Um, Chad is talking about several past lives that he uh, has lived, and he says eventually to Lori that he thinks he was married to her in a different life. And Whatever. Yeah, um, he said his veil was opening, and he was remembering their lives together. And so, early 2019, the beliefs start to become even weirder than that. Um, he starts believing that people every people around him are turning into zombies, and he's like seeing their souls dying, and that they're like these evil people that like the devil has created. To
1: it's always funny how like these people write themselves as like the only one who's not mm-hmm. perishing, and like mm-hmm. their soul isn't yeah. being exposed. Like, they got to figure everyone else they're, out. They're like, yeah. Weird. Higher than everyone else. So. The Chosen. um, uh,
0: Charles ends up contacting the police because one of the people that they are insisting is becoming a zombie (laughs) is Charles Vallow. So he starts talking about how his wife has become increasingly more fanatical and she's starting to really scare him and he, she started telling Charles that he was possessed by these spirits and she wanted to help him. And she sang blessings over him. She said she had special powers. And in a past life, she was married to an LDS angel. She would threaten
1: that she was going to kill the demon inside of him. What would you do if your spouse says, in a past life, I was married to an angel and you have a demonic spirit that is oppressing you that I need to kill?
0: I would involuntarily hospitalize them. It, what? <laughs> I would have them hospitalized. You would have them hospitalized mm-hmm. for like they need to get on some meds.
1: How how do you do that? Like you baggerect them? You could be, but I thought you had to like threaten certain. Or if things. you're dangerous,
0: an immediate danger to society. If she was saying she was going to kill the demon inside of me, yeah. Okay, let's do
1: that. So who do you call? The police. You call nine one one to get someone to a mental hospital. You can. I think that's the problem.
0: Or you could call, like, here, you would call the Peace River or Crisis Center, and they would come assess the situation. Is that a 411 number? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay.
1: Call 411 in your local area, and they will tell you how to get someone bigger acted. That's just so, like, what do you do? And, like, the person that you love is, like, you have a demon. Anxiety. I think that's what he was trying yeah. to do. He called the police and was, like, help. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I guess so. Six months later, though. He did. He did. That's
0: sad. March of 2020, Lori's in jail. The kids have been missing at this point for six months. Chad is in um, Idaho again, not telling anyone anything, not talking to anyone. They find out that the last day that both of the kids were seen, Alex Cox was there, the brother.
1: Okay. Um,
0: The last day Tyler was seen is September 8th, and for JJ, it was September 22nd. Um, after Alex brings home JJ on September 17th, she starts telling odd stories to all of her LDS friends. She's saying that JJ is a zombie, um, that that he climbed on the couch in their house and smashed a picture of Christ down onto the ground. He then climbed on the ceiling. He is out of control and demon possessed. And so Lori called Alex to come again because he's like crazy, evidently. Early October, 2019, Melanie, the niece, her ex-husband, Uh, Melanie, the niece that lives with them in Idaho now. Her ex-husband Brandon says that someone had tried to kill him. Someone had shot into his window of his car, but the bullet had luckily just missed his head and just shattered the glass in his car. He believes it was Alex Cox because he reported that Alex was known as the family hitman. Like, he did the dirty work for everybody. And from what I get from, like, what they were talking about in interviews, he seems like he might be, like, a little bit – not, like, special needs, but just, like, a little bit slower – okay and so i think they probably use that to their advantage to like manipulate him into doing things for them um so october 2019 10 days before chad's wife dies she called 911 to report that she had been shot at in her driveway by a man wearing a mask hmm uh now uh, they're beginning to draw conclusions with everything that's being pieced together that all these people are ending up dead he uh Apparently, Alex had also used a stun gun once on Joseph Ryan when Lori and Joseph were battling for custody. So Alex is, like, clearly a problem. But on December 12th, 2019, Alex is found unconscious the day that Tammy's body is exhumed for examination. Alex is dead. He has a pulmonary embolism, Hmm. um, which I don't really know exactly what that is. A pulmonary
1: embolism.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you can, like, fake that if it was, like, just so happened. But basically, they can't. Say anything for sure. So summer 2020, the kids are still missing. It was eight months since their last sighting when Chad Daybell wouldn't talk to police. Police think that the kids might be dead, but maybe they have them in a bunker somewhere preparing for the end of the world because these people are a little bit.
1: A pulmonary dead. embolism is a condition in which one or more arteries in the oh, it's a heart attack blocked by a blood clot. Oh. It has to do with the lung.
0: Oh, a lung embolism. Interesting.
1: Okay. Um, what's it? Is it can it... cause shortness of breath, chest pain, and a cough.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's how oh, he died. Um, uh, people think that the kids might be dead, like I said, but Lori had told her friend Melanie Gibb that her kids had been possessed by evil spirits. Tylee had overheard this conversation on the phone shortly before she went missing and had told her mom that she wasn't a zombie and was like, what are you talking about? Like, imagine hearing your mom on the phone and your mom being like, I know Maddie's a zombie. (laughs) Like, she's possessed. She's a zombie.
1: Honestly, that would be terrifying.
0: Uh, Like, what? yeah, you don't know. And she's 16. Like, she can't, she lives there, you know? Like, she's stuck. I don't know. So, um, Melanie was on the phone when this conversation took place, so she knows, like, how that conversation went. So, June 9th, 2020, a search warrant is served at Chad Daybell's that's home That's my Idaho. best friend's birthday.
1: What? June 9th. I don't know what you said. I said, that's my best friend's birthday. Whose? Maddie Sheer? Oh.
0: I was like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. Um. Now I lost my place. J- oh, June 9th. They wanted to dig through the backyard of Chad Daybell's home. They bring cadaver dogs. And whenever they get there, they notice there's fresh sod on top of the rock. So they immediately smell decomposition the second that they start to pull mm. up that sod. JJ's body is found in Chad's backyard wrapped oh, in plastic and duct tape. No. Then they dig in a pet cemetery that they had in the backyard where they find the body of Tylee dismembered and burnt. Chad mm. Daybell had been watching the evidence team go through the backyard when he gets a call from his wife, Lori, who is in Madison County Jail awaiting trial. She asks if he's okay, not knowing what's going on. This is all on recording. You can listen to it online. He tells her that the police have a search warrant and that they're in the house right now. And she said, they're in the house. Are they seizing it? And he said, they're searching and they're talking very concerned, like very slow. Like they both know what the heck's going on. And they're just telling each other how much they love each other. Chad, um, after he hangs up with her, attempts to take off, but they're able to locate him before he's able to leave the country, but he has his passport and he's trying to get out of there. Oh, he is arrested, taken into police custody, and they are still in jail, awaiting trial. They are going on trial
1: early this year, but it's gotten pushed back because of COVID, so let's see where they are now. Also, I never thought about how like, like criminal couples like never get to talk to each other again, essentially. Like, if you yeah. both serve... You know, a life sentence or like to life or whatever, like you're sentenced to life. You can't call a prison Mm -hmm. to a prison. Right. I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like they're probably writing like letters, maybe. Yeah. Like that.
0: Oh, inmate to inmate. Okay. Lori Vala bell did not attend a virtual court hearing on misdemeanor charges in January. When the felony charges surrounding Daybell have been brought to light, her misdemeanor charges are still pending. Um, during the virtual meeting Jay bells attorney Mark Means said his client did not want to attend the proceedings that lasted less than five minutes Means also submitted a waiver to a speedy trial. Means along with the Madison County Prosecutor Rob Wood and Magistrate Judge Michelle Mallard discussed to to schedule a jury trial that's going to happen between August 30th to September 3rd with a pretrial on August 17th but Um. these are just for
1: misdemeanors? We're not talking murder? And look, look at how cute they are. Oh, I feel like I've seen them. Like, like they're I'm familiar faces.
0: I don't even. Think, oh, that's him. Yeah, that is him. Those are sweet faces. Uh, I'm just appalled. So I don't know if she really is crazy, or if she's like, if she's actually having like a psychopathic break, or if she like and actually believes these things, or if she just is trying to get money and get her way and is willing to do whatever she has to do to get there.
1: But yeah, I don't know. That's um, sad. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually probably going to listen to that
0: podcast at work tomorrow and see what else there is to know about it. So mommy just dead. But yeah, so that's a super interesting new case that I think is going to be like a really big thing once the trial starts to happen. Granted, I guess it depends on whether or not it's in person. Mm -hmm. And like what else they're able to find out But that's like
1: how many dead people is that
0: I mean I guess technically Four That they know of
1: Yeah I feel like you gotta be pretty Dumb to bury your kids in your Backyard
0: well that's what I'm saying And nobody thought to do that earlier they I guess They just didn't have grounds for a search warrant
1: Yeah like it seems like Chad had time to like dig Them up and put them somewhere better
0: You would think I don't know I'm just I'm just confused and I don't know how no one like questioned the Tammy thing much Mm -hmm. like I guess they really couldn't because he was the husband and could he could turn down the autopsy like single-handed
1: yeah I guess but yeah it's too late I guess I don't know how he killed her that's very interesting and sad today lunch we were talking about um, people at like morgues like what type mm. of person you have to be to like work at a morgue mm-hmm. and now some people like they're like oh yeah i want to like preserve people's family members mm-hmm. and make them as presentable and like close to like what they really looked like as mm-hmm. possible and how there is like this case or not case but like this instant that this instance that came out like a few years ago of this like young boy caught in the act like with a 77 year old woman <laughs> in what? the morgue in like the freezer portion of the morgue like what on her uh, what i know people are crazy what i know it was the worst lunch table topic ever <laughs> yeah and it I'm, led to like a whole bunch of true crimey stuff mm-hmm. and i was like joking to them cuz like we were talking about a lot of like cases that we've covered mm-hmm. and and we all were just like, oh, it's so awful. It's so horrible. And I think it back to like every time we do something like this. And you're like, so, Maddie, how do you feel? And every time I'm like, Disgusting. awful. Yeah. Like, it's so sad. Ugh. Well, uh, here's the thing. I honestly don't even think it's that
0: weird if people become like morticians or whatever. Because I'm thinking like, here, here's what my practical brain thinks. If you're really into medicine, you're into surgery and anatomy, and you really love that kind of stuff, I would suck at the high stakes. Like, I could – I mean, I'd be bad at all of it. But let's say I'm really good at that stuff. And, like – but if the pressure's on, I can't do a heart surgery. I get too nervous under pressure. Takes the pressure out of it if you're a mortician. What are you going to do? Kill (laughs) them? You know?
1: Yeah, I guess. But I would be too scared to even be be in the room with – I wouldn't want to be alone. Yeah, but, like, what you have to do your and job. Have someone.
0: you ever seen a dead body? No. It's unnerving. Like, the way people look when they're, like, actively dying to the point that they're, like, are starting gone. to deteriorate. Like, I mean, it's
1: disturbing. Why like, have you seen a dead body?
0: I've seen people die. Oh, okay. Like, i like, in the
1: room. Wow. Well, okay. But like, while they're dying, and then after. Oh. Um, well, I remember
0: whenever my grandma died is the first one I'm thinking of. She was in the room. We didn't call the funeral home until probably, like, two hours later. Mm. And so then even that, that amount of time, it's crazy because, like, just things – Stop working. And yeah. Like, and, like, yeah. you get cold and stiff and, like, your jaw and your eyes and, like, weird stuff that you don't think about. Like, having to close someone's eyes is weird. Yeah. And I've a thought... lot of times people, like, poop themselves and pee themselves. Yeah, and you yeah have to... I need that. And then, like, even the idea that morticians have to, like, take people's blood out and, like, yeah. sew up their
1: eyes. Ew. And don't they pump them full of formaldehyde? hmm That's why you get that weird smell. Oh, see, that alone, like, even besides all the creepy, like, the part that they're dead and that's kind of eerie, mm-hmm. like, the smells, I couldn't do.
0: Ugh, no. Did I ever tell you about whenever I had to redo my aunt's makeup? at her
1: you know. No. Did I really not? No. So
0: my aunt died when I was 17, and she – um, there was one day we – so the first day that she we went in, her funeral wasn't, like, planned in advance, and so we, like – everything was kind of just, like, I don't know. We were making it work. And we went in the first day, and everybody came out crying the like second they saw her because she didn't look anything like her. Oh. And it just looked, like, really disturbing. She looked very unnerving. Like, it was a super jarring experience. So – my mom and I went in early, like, the day before, and we called the funeral home. We're, like, we're coming in, and we brought a spray bottle and a hair dryer and a round brush and a bunch of my makeup, and we just came, and we redid her – and we redid her whole face, like, while we were laying there. So my mom literally, like, plugged in a hair dryer and was, like, blowing out her bangs.
1: <laughs> it was not funny at all. No,
0: it was hilarious. We – uh, we, like, redid her – I, like, redid her lipstick and, like, put blush on her, and yeah, it was disturbing. But also – she looked so much better after. And then I just cried the whole time because it was, like, just the saddest thing. But dead bodies are weird is basically what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. I've never seen one. I mean, have you ever been to open – you've been to open casket funer- no. funerals? What? uh uh-uh. What kind of funerals do other people have? Uh, I've only been to one funeral. Oh, I forget that I grew up Catholic, so it was, like, Funeral City. I think – yeah. I think I only went to one funeral, and it was so
2: sad.
1: I mean, yeah, it probably wasn't the best. But it best wasn't an open casket. Really?
0: No. Oh, well.
1: I don't think my family wanted to see them.
0: Yeah. I mean, typic- I mean, depending on how people died. You the worst
1: got- part, though, was like it was such a sad and like heavy day. And we were walking out in the parking lot. And I was wearing, I guess I just wasn't used to wearing dresses. But I was wearing this dress. And I was trying to make my sister and my cousin laugh because it was a hard mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And I go to jump over no. this no. cone no. and I forget I'm wearing a dress. So it no. gives me like, you know, a good bit less of like leg room that mm-hmm. I would have had to jump like hurdle over the cone. Mm-hmm. And it just cuts me off on my dress. And I like hit the ground and like my arms and my legs. <laughs> and I'm already sad. That and is feel, defeat like, on top of defeat. Yes. And I cried so hard <gasps> and i was in like seventh grade oh <laughs> it was so awful i still remember the dress though. It was brown and blue
0: ew i know <laughs> i remember i wanted my room to be brown and blue whenever i was growing up i loved
1: that combination i did too why <laughs> did we like that i don't know I remember and I brown went... and purple
0: oh i didn't do that
1: oh really why do we
0: like brown i like brown it's back in well yeah now but like not mixed with stuff um, you will oh, you not know. catch me in brown and blue stripes. Not
1: stripes. Not <laughs> polka <stripes>. dots. You <laughs> perhaps. can catch me in brown and blue something though. I can make that work. I'm calling the police. Call them. Also, what?
0: I look really strange I- in this camera right now. I've been wrapped up in this blanket like a cocoon. Cocoon. Um, I don't know. Do we have anything else? <sighs>
1: No, I, we hit on morgues, morticians, right, funerals, as dead children. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this has been super uplifting. You know the best part about my trauma response of having mm-hmm. no memory? Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember any details of past podcasts we've done. That's cool. Like, I do if they're brought up. It'll jog my memory. Mm-hmm. But I don't, like, I won't go home and, like, think about all these details. But Or if I do, I'll lose it and, like, a few What's days. the one that haunts you? There's got to be one. I couldn't tell you. Are you serious? Yeah. Not the Israel Keys one? Yeah. I, I hate that. Do like, you remember it? Yeah. He had kill kits. The, okay, but everyone
0: remembers the kill kits, but the part that freaked me out Where's was- the old
1: people. No.
0: What? Whenever he saw that girl's eyes open and she was dead in that picture. Oh,
1: yeah. That was very scary. Or the Victoria's Secret Killer really scared me. That's Actually,
0: I mean. here's the joke. All of them scared me.
1: Yeah, I know they all scare me. The cannibal guy really scared me.
0: Oh, yeah. See, that one didn't scare me that much. Really? Yeah. He ate one person. Whatever. Just kidding. That's a wrong. That's not a funny. Thing yeah. To say. I know. Sorry.
1: sorry. 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 Anywho.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, um, everybody, thanks for being a part I
1: of hope this you journey. Oh,
0: and we're about to come up on our one year soon, so we're gonna have a little one year giveaway. Oh so. yeah, that's
1: true. Where do you think that people listen to our podcast most often? Where? Like in where the are car they? Or like in their room? Uh, car, or the office. Okay. I I think that as well. I think car. Yeah. Yeah, we should take a poll. Okay, we'll take a poll. Okay, bye. Everybody, have a nice life. Don't do drugs. Goodbye. Average and only.